Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? On SB Nation Radio. With the first pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Rams select Jared Goff, quarterback, California. Well, that, of course, was Commissioner Roger Goodell. Now, see the first pick of the 2016 NFL Draft, and that would be Jared Goff. And that seems like a long time ago, well, because... L.A. had uh, only one pro football team back then, and you know what? San Diego had more franchises, pro sports franchises, than Las Vegas, so that was a long time ago. Well, you know, times uh, change, Clark, especially in pro football. We got three teams in moving vans, uh, but one thing remains. 90% of these teams drafting uh, were desperately seeking a quarterback, and most of them will find none. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, that's just what the truth of the matter is. And if that ends up being true of Jared Goff, they're going to be looking at a lot of empty seats in L.A. because people out there do not flo- flock to bad movies, bad entertainment, or to watch bad quarterbacking. Yeah, and there are a lot of seats in that Coliseum where he plays Many. to be empty. Many <laughs> empty seats. <laughs> you know what I loved about that soundbite, though? It was the booing that Goodell received when he appeared at last year's draft. And keep in mind, it was in Chicago. It wasn't Philadelphia. It was Chicago. I mean, if he thought that was tough, Wait till he gets a load of Philadelphia this week. I mean, yeah, these are the people who they threw snowballs at Santa. They booed him. They did. Uh, they don't like dignitaries. They don't like people like Goodell. Clark, it seems to me you like it when Roger Goodell gets booed. I do. Now, now I, I, I may be wrong, Ron, but I'm beginning to think Clark may have an issue with authority figures. I think uh, he does. He does. Even though that man signed his wife's paychecks for many years. Yeah, oh, that's true. Wow. And actually, that's right. Broke into the league office <laughs> with my wife. She, they came at the same time. Of course, he went to the top. She, she came to me. Oh, boy. boy, poor woman. Wow, <laughs> double loser there. Yeah, not taken. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's gonna be brutal, I think, on Thursday for Roger. In fact, uh, Ron, uh, just a just a uh, guess here, but I, I think the only site where it could be worse that would be your favorite town of Foxborough. Uh, yeah, uh, the problem for him here would be that we don't just boo, we throw things. <laughs> yeah. uh, I once saw a guy throw a cup full of urine at Ken Stabler as he was leaving the field at Foxborough Stadium. Snake caught it on the fly and whipped it back up and hit the guy right in the nose. It was one of the great moves. of uh, <laughs> Caught it like a regular, like the guy was throwing him a cup. He didn't even know. Whoop! That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame, and this guy's wet. I doubt we'll see a draft in Foxborough anytime soon. <laughs> Or Going out on a limb there, Goose. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're talking about returning the draft to uh, New York City soon, and, and I like that idea. I used to live there, media capital of the world, bright lights, big city and all that. Uh, but my guess is the minute that they have that gazillion-dollar stadium in Los Angeles, not Las Vegas, Los Angeles, we're going to see the rent-a-draft head out there. It's kind of like, Rick, it kind of reminds me of like taking the Stanley Cup, you know, on that coast-to-coast tour. Only in this case, it's the NFL draft that we're taking on tour. We just kind of shuttle it all around the country. 
Yeah, I think they're uh, probably a year or two away from New York. You know, Jerry Jones wants to draft at his billion-dollar practice yeah. facility in Frisco, and we've come to learn that what Jerry wants, Jerry generally gets. Also, Canton and the 100th anniversary of football is oh, just yeah. down the road. I think the draft will have a couple more stops on this whistle tour before it gets back to you in New York. Hey, quickly, Goose, just be mentioned that, that you uh, uh, said something about Canton. Do you see where they're breaking ground on that uh, hotel, that four- or five-star hotel? They've broken ground on that. So maybe they can hold it in the hotel. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. we can get some What do you think about that, Ron? <laughs> well, I'm waiting for them to break ground on that old folks' home for old players and old sports writers. <laughs> that, the legends. That, with all the we'll be Who's the being He's a Hall of Fame legend himself. Be We'd have to visit Clark. <laughs> That's right. Bring us some old the concierge level. <laughs> yeah, we're looking for the blueberries like we, that we love so much. We only get um, him the price of it. Well, you know, y'all can bet on one thing, though, that uh, L.A.'s going to get the draft. They're going to get the Super Bowl. They're going to get anything to take their mind off that football teams that they have there. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. That's teams plural. <laughs> <laughs> we stink. Well, in case you're wondering, this is the Talk of Fame Network draft special from Philadelphia, and we're going to be talking to some of the people in and around that city, like Vince Papali, who's the former Eagles walk-on. He was the inspiration for the movie Invincible. And we're going to be talking to former Eagles and Cleveland Browns executive Joe Banner, who presided over a decade of prosperity with the Eagles. And we're going to speak with former Pats and meaning Patriots, Executive Upton Bell. He was also a uh, front office man with the Baltimore, then Baltimore Colts. And he's the son of the founder of the NFL draft. That would be Burt Bell, who held that first draft in, where else? Philadelphia. And we're going to be speaking with Philly Daily News reporter Les Bowen, who covers the Eagles and knows that city and its fans. But first, let me get you guys in the mood for Thursday. Hey, Derek, cue the crowd, would you please? Let it, let's get the feel for what Roger Goodell is going to be facing on Thursday. Philadelphia. I love that place. I've always said Philly fans aren't happy unless they're miserable. And you know what? I look at what the Flyers, Sixers, and Eagles did the past year and what maybe the Phillies are going to do this season. And you know what, guys? There's only one conclusion. This should be a great year for those fans. You know, I'm not so sure about that, Clark. I think the Eagles found a special quarterback a year ago, this week, in fact, in Carson Wentz. And I think the Eagles are going to be very much in it in the NFC East this season. There hasn't been this much optimism at the link since Donovan McNabb was taking the snaps. Well, they booed him too, I think. Yes, um, did. <laughs> Look, the city yeah, you probably did. love loves their brothers. One of Ricky Williams. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but uh, don't hand them a perennial loser. Uh, they'll go to the games, but only so they can boo the product. <laughs> Roger that, Roger. <laughs> well, do you guys remember product. those drafts in New York when Jets fans would go crazy over the team's first pick? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't, yep. you couldn't forget yep. those. But I remember, especially 1995, out in San Francisco, I was watching it on TV, covering from the 49ers uh, place, and when they chose Kyle Brady with the ninth selection, and then the fans went nuts, like, what are you talking about? And you know something? They were right. So, Ron, what are the chances we get some Philly fanatics shouting down the Eagles' first pick, which, of course, would be the 14th of the draft? Well, I think it depends on who they get. You know, if they reach for another John Harris-type guy who nobody ever heard of and then prove that there was a reason nobody ever heard of him, uh, <laughs> then they may go, uh, you know, you may have to reach for your beats and turn up Dr. Dre or you'll go deaf listening to these people. Uh, but if they take somebody that, uh, you know, <laughs> Kuiper or Mayock or uh, various other folks have endorsed, they say it's the right guy, they'll probably cheer. You know, past Eagles history, uh, however, it tells me, bet on the beats. <laughs> i tell you what, if the Eagles wind up, taking a tight end, O.J. Howard of Alabama, that place will go wild with joy. 
you know, when you have a Carson Wentz, a quarterback, it's your job to put the pieces around him to give him a chance to succeed. You know, Alshon Jeffrey was a good start. Howard would be another giant step in that direction. Houston, well, I'll tell you one thing they can't boo. That's going to be the, Raven, the Ravens' first choice. And, and there's a good reason. Uh, yeah. uh, the Ravens good. are going to have a make-a-wish team, that 14-year-old named T.J. Onawanabe, make their selection. I think it's a great idea. as a student at McDonough School. We used to cover some games there. It's where Pam Shriver went. And he's suffering from a rare form of brain cancer. And long story short, guys, I mean, his wish was to go to the draft and make the Ravens' first choice. And you know what? The Ravens agreed to John Harbaugh telling him in a video that was aired at the school assembly last week that uh, he can. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's why the Ravens are one of the four or five best organizations in all of football. They do things the right way on and off the field. Steve Bashotti's a hands-off owner. Ozzie Newsom is without peer as a talent evaluator. I think John Harbaugh has a perfect, even keel temperament for a coach of an NFL team. You know, the decision by the Ravens to become active participants in the Make-A-Wish Foundation doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, I think these are the kind of moments, guys, that when the NFL's at its best, and, and frankly, if they search for more of these kinds of opportunities and maybe spend right. a little less time trying to squeeze every single nickel out of their customers, uh, it would go a long way toward restoring <laughs> some of the league's lost luster. I mean, people love these kinds of stories. And uh, that'll be a big hit, no question, uh, uh, on Thursday night. Well, Ron, I'll tell you another story people probably will like, and that's what the Texans are doing. Did you guys see that they're going to have their day three draft picks announced from outer space? <laughs> True story. I mean, they're going to be announced by astronauts on the International Space Station. So I, I guess I'm just waiting for that lead. Houston, we have a problem. Well, you know, I would say that a lot of the picks that they've made have come from outer space in the, in the past few years, in the late rounds. And a lot of guys' <laughs> picks have come from outer space. Uh, you, you know, you look and you can't even find the guy in, in, the, in these draft books. You say, who is this guy? Who is that guy? But it's kind of a cool thing, in a way. What would be really cool if, like, there was, like, an asteroid attack, uh, you know, in the middle of it. What would the league do? Would they, you know, would they, <laughs> oh, no, you lost your pick because the asteroid's attacked and we can't hear, you know. Glad <laughs> they would run. In some years, they would have been better off having the astronauts make the pick <laughs> and not just announce the pick. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we're going to stop right here. And, hey, guys, how come nobody's booing? Anyway, we're going to cut to commercial. When we return, we'll visit with Les Bowen of the Philly Daily News to get a read on the temperature in and around this year's draft. There they are. All right. Thank you, Philadelphia. You're listening to Talk of Fame Network. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in the higher gear? See a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. 
Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. Picture it. Your car and home insurance are perfectly bundled. You're saving loads of money, and life is so much easier. You exist in a heightened state of easy peasiness. Life is as easy as it is peasy, as peasy as it is easy. Experience oneness. Bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi, Tom Bodet. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we were talking earlier about what to expect this week from Philadelphia for this year's NFL draft. And then we decided, hey, why not hear from someone who actually knows? And that's Les Bowen, the Eagles beat writer for the Philly Daily News. And he is here with us. Les, make you feel at home. Ron suggested we actually boo you, but Goose and I decided against it. Uh, I don't know who was right there, but how you doing? I'm great, Clark. Thanks. Well, first question, what's this week been like in Philadelphia, and uh, what should we expect from the Eagles fans Thursday? Oh, it's been really interesting. Um, What they've done here, uh, first off, I had never been to the draft before last year. Usually, you know, if you're an NFL writer, you go to your team's practice facility and they have everything there. But last year when the Eagles uh, drafted Carson Wentz, you know, we all knew that was going to happen. So I actually went to Chicago and saw all the fall girls they built up around the draft now. And, uh, you know, I thought it was great. And when they said Philadelphia was going to have it, I thought, well, that's more work for me. But still, you know, a great event, uh, a lot of fun. But what they decided to do, I kind of thought, you know, and Chicago was at the Roosevelt University Theater, uh, which uh, is right by uh, Lake Michigan there near where they had all the outdoor events. Well, Philadelphia doesn't really have an auditorium that's like right. They're putting up all the outdoor events on the Benjamin Franklin Parkway near the art museum. So what they've done is shut down a major artery and build a temporary auditorium around the art museum steps to have the draft, which is neat, but it's really been a pain in the butt for all the people that live in that part of the city for quite yeah, a while. Yeah. A lot of them are not happy, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Thursday night's supposed to be nice weather. Uh, they're going to have probably hundreds of thousands of people up and down the parkway. 
you can kind of see in that the auditorium is like three-sided. So they'll be able to at least sort of have a glimpse of what's going on, you know, on the steps. And uh, Wait a minute. You know, Unhappy people in Philadelphia, deal. there's something new. <laughs> well, you know, there'll probably be a few people here from other cities as well. Since we're well within driving distance of New York and Washington. Uh, so, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a festive occasion. Plus, if memory serves me correctly, isn't this the site of the 2015 papal visit? Exactly the site. <laughs> Who draws more people, Pope Francis or Roger Goodell? <laughs> I think in Philly, Pope Francis is still up there now. If you're, if, you know, if the Eagles uh, had the number one pick, uh, maybe I'd feel different. But, uh, <laughs> but they, they draft 14th, so I think we'll be well short of Pope numbers. <laughs> Did they well, move I can the tell Pope? Much less. They moved that baby to Vegas. Pope Francis got no chance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, Les, did they boo the Pope? No, nobody booed the Pope. He was very well received. Hugely Catholic city. It was a, it was a real, uh, it was an amazing thing for the city. It really was. Uh, yeah, but you know, they um, haven't had the draft here since uh, the last draft they had here was the 61 draft. They used to have the draft here a lot because Bert Bell was commissioner and, you know, he had been the owner here and so forth. So uh, the last one was in 61. Actually, it was the end of 1960. It was right the day after the Eagles won the NFL championship at Franklin Field. They had the draft at the Warwick Hotel on Rittenhouse Square, which is still there. Right. And uh, Mike Ditka was in that draft and uh, several other top all-time players. The Eagles did not draft one of those. However, they drafted a guy named Art Baker from Syracuse who ended up playing with the rival Buffalo Bills and never played for the Eagles. <laughs> I remember seeing him when he would stagger into Boston and the Bills. Well, actually, the Bills were pretty good. He wasn't, <laughs> as I recall. Yeah. Given how fans have treated other visiting dignitaries, the Pope aside, like snowballing Santa Claus, what advice would you give the commissioner when he walks out there uh, to the raucous reception that he's likely to receive? <laughs> oh, I don't think he has too much to worry about. You know, this is a New England where uh, you know, Goodell is really uh, – People have a perception of Goodell that's really negative. Here, it's Goodell is just the guy that runs the NFL. You know, it's not really you know Dean Blandino. People here don't like him, but he quit. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, he's perceived as a Cowboys fan because of that whole business with the, uh, the bus. But uh, I don't people here care much about Goodell one way or the other, really. Uh, I don't think he'll get – there'll be some ritual booing, but I don't think he'll get any kind of real heated reception at all. I'll be shocked if he does. Wow. I'll be shocked if he doesn't. Hey, we're speaking with Les okay. Bowen of the Philly Daily News, and you can find him on but Twitter no at – issue here involving uh... – No, it's just an issue there's for no Clark. Issue. He'll be booing from his living room. No, no but okay. hey, Les, he was in Chicago last year. He got booed in Chicago. Yeah. He gets booed wherever yeah, he goes. I guess. Yeah, that's true. We're speaking with Les Bowen of the Philly Daily News. And you can find him on Twitter at at Les Bowen. And you can find us on Twitter at at Talk of Fame Net. And Les, let's talk about your team. That'd be those Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not going to talk about the 1960 or 61 draft. I want to talk about this year's draft. What do you expect them to do with the first pick? And I guess that's the 14th overall. But what do you expect them to do? Where are they going to go? Well, I wish I knew. I mean, uh, the two biggest likelihoods are wide receiver and corner. They did sign Alshon Jeffrey in free agency, but it was a one-year deal and Alshon's coming off a disappointing season with the Bears, a four-game PED suspension. They certainly still need weapons to build around Carson Wentz. And there's a point to be made that if you don't get a wide receiver early in this draft, it's not like corner where there are guys in the second, third, fourth round who might be 
players. I mean, maybe there are, but that's not the perception. So wide receiver is very possible. John Ross, Corbin Davis, if they're there. Uh, Mike Williams, if he should somehow slip to there. Uh, those guys. Uh, corner could be anybody. It, it's really interesting to me. This is supposed to be such a great corner class, yet once you get past Marshawn Lattimore, people argue whether, you know, is Tredavious White like the second or third best corner? Is he the tenth best corner? And, of course, we had something come up today with Gary and Conley, who's a guy that's been mocked to the Eagles quite a bit. Suddenly there's a sexual assault uh, allegation in Cleveland involving him, and everybody's wondering if this will be like Leo Collins uh, a few years ago with the Cowboys, who was involved in a legal situation that turned out to be nothing, but wasn't drafted. So I don't know. I, well, this just happened today, and I don't have any feel for what Conley, what's going to happen with Conley. I think the Eagles were kind of hoping he would be there at 14. Uh, are they still hoping that? I don't know. But corner is certainly a, a big possibility. Uh, the other thing is edge rusher because Jim Schwartz is the defensive coordinator, and he, his favorite thing is he has to have just an all-out tremendous pass rush without blitzing. That's kind of what makes his defense work, and that's a hard thing to achieve in the NFL these days. The way teams max protect and so forth. So even though they have decent edge rushers, and I just signed Chris Long, uh, they could certainly go that way. If a Derek Barnett were to be there at 14, they might very well do that. So I would expect one of those three areas primarily. I'm very confident they're not going to draft a quarterback. Les Prescott or Carson Wentz? Oh, I don't know. I try not to be a homer on these things. Uh, I do feel like Prescott had a way better supporting cast around him last year than Wentz did. But I liked Prescott all the way through the draft process. I really was impressed by the guy. I liked him a lot. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I can pick one or the other. I know when they played the first game between the Eagles and Cowboys, I thought Wentz for 55 minutes was the better quarterback, and then Prescott led the Cowboys down the field and got them into overtime and won them the game. So, you know, I, I hate to be wishy-washy, but I don't know. Unless we got to run. Thanks so much, but uh, do us a favor. Would you please bring home a winner yeah. on Thursday? Bring home a winner. <laughs> okay. I'll do my Th- best. Thanks, Les. Thanks, Les. See you, Les. That was Les Bowen of the Philly Daily News. Up next, one of the best stories in and around the Eagles. And the guy wasn't even drafted. That's Vince Papali. He's going to be up with us next on the Talk of Fame Network. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. With the 89 cents? Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with flow. You feel an overwhelming sense of calm in three, two, one. Your home and auto insurance is bundled like a baby in a warm, buttered blanket. The money you save rains gently down upon you. In bills, not in coins, because that would probably hurt. Worries drift away when you bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. 
Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where my pillow comes in. And now for a limited time, just go to mypillow.com, click the radio listener special tab, and use promo code SKY to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go anywhere travel pillows, all for 50% off and free shipping. That's mypillow.com, promo code SKY, or call 1 800 635 1825. 1 800 635 1825. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest was never drafted, but he played in the NFL nevertheless for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Vince Papali not only played, but his story is so inspiring that it was turned into the 2006 film, Invincible, starring Mark Wahlberg as Vince, a guy who, of course, against all odds, made the Eagles as a wide receiver and special team standout. Vince played three seasons with him, and today is a recognizable and popular figure around Philadelphia. In fact, he's joining us from Citizens Bank Park as we speak, where he's a guest. And Vince, you're not trying out for the Phils, are you? Oh, gosh, no. My, you kidding me? If I ever had a fastball or if I ever had a curveball or a slider coming at me, I'd be ducking. <laughs> there's, there's no way. It, it, I, you know, the great, the great irony of being here is where Citizens Bank Park is. I'm looking right across the street here uh, at the link. I'm, I'm actually at John Brazier's office. He's the director of fun and games, a great guy here with the Phillies. And I'm with my daughter, Gabriella. But on the property that I'm sitting here at, it used to be where Veterans Stadium was. You know, oh, yeah. I played back in the day and used to sit in the stands and say, man, I can do this. You know, I wish I got the shot. And darn if it didn't happen in 1976, which is <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ever. That's right. Well, first yeah. of all, let me ask you about what's going on in Philadelphia that's, this week, and that's the draft. What's it like there, and what's it like for you? Because I know you've got a lot of NFL-related commitments this week. Yeah, it's very, it's very exciting for us. I, was, uh, I had a great time this afternoon with Ron Jaworski. Of course, everybody knows Jaws from Monday Night Football and ESPN, and he's doing a lot of draft stuff. And we were at the convention center. Things are starting to really ramp up now. Um, tomorrow they're going to start piling in. We've got some crappy weather at this point, but it's going to be in the 70s tomorrow, Wednesday, and then 80 for draft day. It's going to be eight, it's going to be in the 80s. I mean, Wednesday for draft day and Thursday and Friday it's going to be in the 80s. It's going to be phenomenal. They have the whole they call it the Parkway area, and everybody knows that it's the steps where Rocky ran up the Art Museum steps. That's that's just a it's a road. It's 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 really wide. It's about 50 yards wide and with all the, all the streets in it, and it just goes right down to the river in the Art Museum, almost a half mile, mile long. And that's all blocked off right now, and it's going to be a, uh, with the NFL fan experience. It's going to be very similar to the Super Bowl and those experiences, all free. But uh, then they have the draft starting Thursday night. Now, for me, which is, which is really cool, the NFL is, uh, has been keeping me pretty busy, and I've, I've got an event tomorrow night. I've got a couple on Thursday uh, and a couple on Saturday, nothing Friday, and uh, and then I just found out I scored four tickets for the VIP section. So, I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully it's, so. It's going to be it's going to be great here. But it, the, the city's just just hopping right now with ex- enthusiasm and excitement. That's uh, onto your career. You're you're a guy who played one year of varsity football in high school. You went to St. Joe's on a track scholarship. Uh-huh. How do you wind up in pro football? 
I don't know. You know, it's just uh, it, it was certainly like one of those dreams that I had had. But in reality, you know, I never visualized myself playing a playing or being a Philadelphia Eagle. The dream, the, the vision, and dreams were two separate things in my eyes. And and uh, oh my gosh, you know, and, and 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 I'm going through my actually my big dream and goal was to be in the Olympic decath be an Olympic decathlete. And uh, I was trying to qualify for the Olympic trials in '72, and um, and I fell a little bit short and. And out of frustration, I started playing semi-pro football because I was always playing in those rough touch leagues, you know. And uh, when you know it, semi-pro football led to a tryout in the World Football League uh, when I was 28 years old. And, and, and then I, I actually made it, so I took a leave of absence from my teaching job, and, and I made it. And then the league folded after the second year, and I'm ready to go back and get my teaching job. And boom, you know, here comes Coach Romeo coming in from UCLA on his white horse and says he's going to shake up the troops, have a free agent tryout. And... And at that time, I was substitute teaching and bartending, waiting to go back and start teaching again full time, and uh, actually complete and finish up on my master's degree I was working on. And uh, you know, I figured, hey, take a, I'm going to take a shot at this uh, this tryout. Now, uh, you know, Wikipedia and a few others they'll they'll say that um, I was uh, that I had to, I had a private workout with Coach Ramil, and you know, it was an invitation only kind of a thing, and uh, really wasn't the case. I, I got that I got that tryout and. Uh, and did okay. My name was on a list that Coach Vermeil never saw, and you know I'm, I'm I'm literally looking, you know, a couple hundred yards from where the tryout was here on this uh, in this view I have, and and I popped that uh, that four five forty on grass, and uh, that's what Coach liked. And then he's out there, the guy a few, and just almost like in the movie, uh, we had a conversation not in the parking lot, but had a conversation in the elevator as we were going going down into the locker room for me to get out of there, and then. Fifteen minutes later, I got a call up to the executive offices and Jimmy Murray, and they offered me a contract, and I I signed in '76 for twenty-two thousand dollars. And it was <laughs> I asked him if I had to give up my season tickets and any any firstborn. You know, guys. You know, I was so I was so naive. I I thought that uh, really at that point that I I had made the team, I'd made the roster, and uh, and and this this had happened back in April. That's when the tryout was, like the end of April. So. They said, no, you know, you have to make the team. But what they did do is they allowed me now to come to Veterans Stadium and start training. And uh, and I started training. And, you know, ironically, I'm, I'm sitting here in the Phillies offices, and, and I started training with uh, Steve Carlton and Mike Schmidt and, and, their, and their strength and conditioning guy, guy by the name of Gus Hoffling, who trained our guy. You might remember Roman Gabriel, and he was yes, our sir. quarterback then. <laughs> and I started training with their trainer and, and, and with Gabe and, and uh, I just he just put me he got me in great shape and I was in tremendous shape as it was being a track guy I never got out of shape and you know just uh, training camp coach just gave me that shot you know and like in anything you know you take advantage of an opportunity but you know as, as luck would have it um, you know the movie would make it think as if uh, I, I I just about barely made the team but uh, talking to coach uh, I, I was I, I led the team in receptions that uh, that preseason in touchdowns. And uh, I'd have been pretty pissed off if I wasn't given a spot on the roster. But, you know, thank God I hung on. Actually, I played, played three full seasons and a fourth on the injured reserve. With my, I banged up my shoulders being stupid. You know, a lot of uh, – uh, I mean, you got to have a lot of guts to even walk in there and say, I think I can make a team. Shouldn't the name of this movie been fearless rather than invincible? I mean, you had to be just about fearless to, to, to do this. I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I use that. You know, it's funny you say that because I ask what people – you know what? What is it? What, what's invincible? And a lot of people say, you know, you've got to be unfearing. If you talk to the Navy SEAL Team Six, who I've spoken to, that's one of their mantras. You know that there is no fear. 
And uh, with me, you know, people go, oh, man, you're taking this big risk. And I never really looked at it that way. It's just uh, uh, injury was never something that concerned me, so I didn't have a fear of injury. Um, I I really didn't have a fear of failure if I gave it everything I had. And, uh, you know, the biggest fear was that I wouldn't, not not a fear, but I I wasn't going to get that shot. You know, I I mean, okay, the guy's going to bring you in, and, you know, you're going to be one of 25 wide receivers because they only – you know, they could have as many guys as they wanted at training camp. And, uh, and, and my gosh, the guy, you know, Coach Ramil gave me the shot. He just kept putting me in because he liked my hustle. And there was something he saw in me that he thought maybe um, the, the other guys, with, with whatever I was doing and showing and being a leader, uh, that they might be able to extract something from me. And that, that's how it went. So, you know, I, I, fear was never part of the equation. Anxiety, uh, you know, because I, I, I just didn't know what to expect. And, and sometimes I get nervous uh, at night, have a tough time sleeping, thinking, "Am I going to get through the next day?" You know, uh, some of the guys were giving me some uh, some pretty uh, some pretty big hits out there because I was putting pressure on on a couple of um, receivers that were that were already there, you know, and, and they because they had their little click and their little friendships, and I had to fight that off. But you know, that's like in anything, that's like in business, you know, you're the you're the new kid on the block, and you just got to prove your worth and prove your metal. And you know, I, I guess I did the right people because they. They voted me captain of the team the next year, so I guess that was all good. Hey, Vince, <laughs> and we're speaking with former Eagle Vince Papali, who's the subject of the movie Invincible. We've got about a minute left here, so quick oh, wow, now. Um, there are going number. to be a lot of draft-eligible players who are not drafted this week. What's your message to them? My message to them is, you know, if you feel you have it, you know, hopefully you'll get that opportunity. When you get that opportunity, give it everything you got, and don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. The best advice I ever got from my high school football coach when I was trying out at 30 and everybody told me I was crazy and couldn't be done, he just gave me this quote that said, happy are those who dream dreams and are willing to pay the price to make their dreams come true. So it's just, you know, give it everything you have, be willing to pay the price, take the risk, be fearless, and uh, who knows what's going to happen. You know, just look at me and look at Brock Stasi, you know, the kid that was drafted 33rd by the Phillies, and that's the reason I'm down here today to visit with him because I want his movie race when his baseball movie. <laughs> 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 too. Smart man. Hey, Vince, thanks so much for the time. I know it's a busy oh, week for you, but thanks for joining us. Hey, this has been fun. I could go on forever with you guys. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Not hard to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks, that was Vince Papali, former Eagles walk-on, and the subject of the 2006 movie Invincible. Coming up next, why former defensive lineman Richard Seymour belongs in the Hall of Fame. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less than chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life. And so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. Picture it. Your car and home insurance are perfectly bundled. You're saving loads of money. And life is so much easier. 
you exist in a heightened state of easy peasiness. Life is as easy as it is peasy, as peasy as it is easy. Experience oneness. Bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Ron Borges. Yes, sir. I'll tell you something that matters. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It matters that you have a computer and you get in touch with them. You are correct, sir. In fact, you should have gotten in touch with them 15 minutes ago at Geico.com. So listen to Ron. Go. I Say that again. Last... Say that again, would you? Listen to Ron. I like <laughs> Say that again. I don't hear that very often. <laughs> not on this show, you're not. No. I saw something last weekend that got my attention. That was that uh, San Francisco's redeveloping Candlestick Point, which we all know. Uh, and that's where Candlestick Park used to be. But what we did know until last weekend is that they're going to name the streets and parks. They're after some of the sticks great players and in coaches and one of those guys of course is joe montana who was supposed to have montana drive named after him except he suggested it be changed to montana clark drive out of respect to the receiver made the greatest catch in san francisco sports history and that's dwight clark friend of this show who's at the ceremony and who was this year diagnosed with als yeah nice touch and uh, historically speaking the street should intersect with everson wall's way I would guess it would go over Everson Wall's Wedding Goose, right? <laughs> yeah, it would be an overpass. That's right. That's right. Well, you know what? Apparently it was the idea of Joe's wife, Jennifer. And, and I'll be honest, it's a great one because when you think of Montana, it's kind of hard not to think of Dwight. Anyway, it's uh, something the 49ers got right, mostly because Joe Montana was involved. But uh, it's time to get something right now, and that's a uh, friend of the show, Richard Seymour. He's in a Hall of Fame conversation that Ron had this week on our website. That'd be Talk of Fame Network. And if you missed it, don't worry. Ron's here to make another pitch for Richard Seymour. So, Ron, take it away. You know, guys, Bill Belichick looked down uh, at the mass of media in front of him at a, a number of years ago after a defensive-tinged Patriot victory, and he offered a lesson on football and on the two-gap front that he has espoused for so long. In many ways, it might be the essence of Richard Seymour's case for the Hall of Fame. Belichick pointed out that day that the stat sheet would tell you Seymour did nothing. Zeros across the board. No tackles, no assists, no sacks, no quarterback hits. And then he snorted, Richard Seymour was the best player on the field today. The cruel fate for a defensive lineman playing Belichick's two-gap, three-four front is that you will not compile the kind of stats that make a Hall of Fame case simple and straightforward. In fact, you'll, you will not amass any of those sort of selfish numbers. But if you possess the right kind of dominating skill, that Seymour had during his 12-year career, you will have something more important. You will have the respect of your peers and Super Bowl rings, and Richard Seymour has both. Despite having only 57.5 career sacks and just under 500 tackles, Seymour was so versatile and so dominating, he would make five all-pro teams, seven Pro Bowls as both a 3-4 defensive tackle and a 4-3 defensive end where he played after being traded to the Raiders in 2009 in a contract dispute. He was also named a starter on the NFL's all-decade team of the 2000s. Along the way, he won three Super Bowls and played in four for a team whose 
anchor at that time was not offense, but was a stifling defense ranked at or near the top in fewest points allowed and most other defensive stats from the time he arrived in 2001 until his departure. He told us uh, a while ago that at the end of the day, for me, it was always about wins and losses, and that mindset came from Coach Belichick. But later, Richard also said, I wanted to be known and considered one of the best to ever do it, even though he said he was happy with and content with other people getting the sacks. He accomplished those goals, being widely considered the best defensive lineman uh, in the game for much of his career. And Belichick put Seymour's accomplishments, I think, in proper perspective when he once said, most guys wouldn't add 20 sacks playing his position. So what truly is a Hall of Fame career, guys? The anchor of one of the best defenses of his time is about to find out as he becomes Hall of Fame eligible this year. Well, that's the warning that we're eligible to go to intermission, Ron, so it's time to start the two-minute drill. I've got this week's questions. Derek, I'm ready. Let's hit it. Hall of Famer Warren Sapp says Miles Garrett is lazy and shouldn't be the first pick of the draft. What do you say? Sounds like someone resentful of the fact that he wasn't a top 10 pick. I would say he should know. Deshaun Kaiser compares himself to Tom Brady and Cam Newton. Yeah, he does. So who do you compare him to? More like the cross between fellow Golden Domers Brady Quinn and Steve Berline. Ooh. I compare him to the unknown soldier. The just told draft pick Jamal Adams, he wasted his time visiting the team. Why? Because there are three Dallas high schools that figured going to the top five, and he's one of them. <laughs> well, either that or he didn't volunteer to pick up the check. <laughs> Who is this year's Dak Prescott? Colorado quarterback Seifu Liafau. Who? Exactly. I would say that's wrong, Goose. It's actually that famous guy, Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Christian McCaffrey reportedly has a draft guarantee from a mid-first-round team. So which one is it? Redskins. We need to give Kirk Cousins some help. I'd say there's someone who is lying to him. There are no mid-draft guarantees. Bill Parcell says he's glad Tony Romo retired. Are you, Goose? Yep, he's becoming painful to watch. Every time he got hit, he got hurt. Clark, if Goose is happy, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All top quarterbacks in this draft scored more than 20 on the Wonderlick. What does that tell you? Tells me there are a lot of guys with average intelligence playing quarterback in college these days. <laughs> it tells me they all can read a little bit. <laughs> hey, any chance the Browns order unicorn frappuccinos before making the first pick? Better chance they order them before making it the second pick the round of 15. I think it's actually more lucky they order Johnny Walker black. <laughs> True or false, Joe Mixon is a first-day pick. False, no one wants to parade him to the podium as his first pick. False, false, fake news. That's fake news. What is the epitaph for Aaron Hernandez? Life is a gift. Don't waste it. Crime doesn't pay as well as pro football. Last weekend marked the 13th anniversary of the death of Pat Tillman. So how should the NFL remember him? An annual donation by the Cardinals to the Pat Tillman Foundation matched by the NFL. Very good. And also with quiet respect. A Colts GM Chris Ballard is turning to the Cubs for draft inspiration. Why didn't he turn to the New England Patriots? Because the Colts aspire to win one championship every century, not multi-championships. <laughs> Look at their drafting recently, and I would say it's not much to crow about. Go with the Cubbies. What happens to Jabril Peppers now that he's tested positive for a diluted sample? Maybe he can appeal to get his fourth year of eligibility back at Michigan. Half the team gives him an A for effort, and the other half increases his Wonderlick score for being smart enough not to just test completely positive. Well, that is the end of our first hour, but stay where you are. We have more coming up in hour number two with former Eagles and Browns exec Joe Banner, as well as the son of former commissioner Burt Bell. That would be Upton Bell. And Burt founded the NFL Draft. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is 2015 Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.
Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. With the 89 cents? Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You feel an overwhelming sense of calm in three, two, one. Your home and auto insurance is bundled like a baby in a warm, buttered blanket. The money you save rains gently down upon you in bills, not in coins, because that would probably hurt. Worries drift away when you bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. And the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, we demand... You go to Geico.com. You know what? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. This is the draft edition of our program, and it centers on the city bringing you this year's draft. That would be Philadelphia from where else? Center City. And Derek, let's just hear it for the city of brotherly love. Can we one more time? Come on. <laughs> That's Philadelphia. Hey, little history lesson here, guys. This is the 11th, it's the 11th time the draft has been held in Philadelphia, and the first time since 1961, when Goose, you were covering the Eagles, Norm Van Brocklin was the quarterback, right? Yes, sir, just coming off a championship season. There you go. Well, it's appropriate to be here, because the draft was first held at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Philadelphia on February 8th, 1936. And Goose, the first draft pick that year was? The winner of the very first Heisman Trophy, Jay Bearwanger. You are correct, sir. And, Ron, that's why we call him Dr. Data, our you resident fact man. Anyway, this draft should, and I say should, begin with Cleveland taking the best player on the board, and that would be pass rusher Miles Garrett. But before we get to him, Goose, you ran a poll last week that included Miles Garrett, and the poll basically asked this question, which of this week's draft choices, top draft choices, would have the most productive NFL career? And the winner was? To no one's surprise, 
Miles Garrett, the first mm. pick. Okay. Uh, who would get your vote? Garrett. He comes from Texas A&M. That's the same school that gave the NFL one of its very best pass rushers, Von Miller. Garrett is bigger, stronger version of Miller. You make your money in this league throwing the football and tackling the guy throwing it. Garrett is going to have a lot of those sacks in his career. Ron, I see you shaking your head. Yeah, I am. I must disagree respectfully and maybe not so respectably. <laughs> uh, in today's game, there is safety in safeties. Defensive linemen get fat. Quarterbacks get hurt. Running backs are extinct. So give me LSU safety Jamal Adams. Thank you very much. He can run. He can cover. He can play the ball. He can hit you and knock you out. So give me a little safety Jamal Adams. That wasn't too respectful to Dr. Dad. You said you would be respectfully. <laughs> oh, it's uh, okay, Clark. It's another, both those guys are Dallas kids. <laughs> oh, there we go. That makes it okay. Um, Brings it all goes, home, doesn't <laughs> there, there are stories out there, Goose. I know this is going to come as a surprise to you that the Browns are hung up on Garrett or UNC quarterback Mitch Trubisky. And, and i got to believe there's nothing there more than uh, maybe a pre-draft smoke screen. But your first pick, and you've always told me this, should be able to step into the lineup tomorrow. And let's be honest, Trubisky can't. So if you want to take him with the 12th pick, because the Browns have two and the second pick is the 12th, that's okay, but the first, you've got to be kidding me, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm puzzled if and why there's a hang-up. You know, with the first overall pick of a draft, you take the best player on the board, and that's yeah. clearly Garrett. You know, they've got the 12th overall pick. If you're going to get a quarterback, take him there or, or trade up, but do not take a quarterback on the first overall pick. The, I'm not sure there's a guy that has a first-round value at quarterback in the sport. Yeah, right, but uh, Goose, remember... This is the team whose owner, and that would be Jimmy Haslam. Ouch. Yeah, that's right. May or may not have had a role in the choice of Johnny Manziel, who was also from Texas, just to throw that in, three years ago. But reports have him involved again, and I, I'm saying reports. I'm this time pushing Trubisky for the number one pick. And, and, Ron, if those reports are true, and again, as I said, they're reports, but if they're true, wouldn't you think he would have learned a lesson from the Manziel situation, the debacle, and simply... Sit this one out? Well, Clark, the beauty of being rich enough to own an NFL team is you never have to say you're sorry or and you never have to say you're wrong. He wants a quarterback, and he's damn well going to keep picking until he finds one. But, look, there's no comparison between the scouts' view of, the, of those two players or, or, or most of the first-round guys that people are projecting in mm -hmm. uh, and Trubisky. I mean, it's just it's stupid which is why Cleveland will likely do it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> stupid. You, know, you can stupid crunch all the right? numbers and bring in the baseball guys, but stupid is stupid. You know, <laughs> <gonna> do. <laughs> uh, Goose, speaking of quarterbacks, who's the first one off the board, and, and how many do you believe go in the first round? Well, Trubisky would be the first quarterback somewhere in the top ten, maybe the top five. You know, I think two other quarterbacks should go, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Kaiser. And I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Mahomes, friend of the show, Sneaks in bottom of the first round on a trade-up. Oh, I like it. Another Texas guy. Hey, Goose, I, I'll be honest here, and you know the draft better than anyone else here, but the thing that scares me about Trubisky is that people are falling in love with a guy who started 13 games. 13. I mean, if he were so good, how come he started just 13 games? Yeah, he started one season. Um, you know, I, I favor the guys who start four years and throw between 1,300 and 1,600 passes like a Peyton Manning. Carson Palmer, a Philip Rivers, those guys have seen everything the college game has to throw at them. Trubisky's thrown only 500 passes in his college career. He is still on the upside of his learning career. Clark, I think somebody left out Tom Brady off that list, didn't he? Yeah. Four-year starter? 
<laughs> well, he should have been if they could coach. Should've Look, the history been. of quarterbacks who leave after a year in college uh, is not great. Uh, would Matt Leiner not have benefited from staying at USC, for example? Perhaps yes, perhaps no. We'll never know. Uh, but he stunk. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Trubisky comes in. 8-5 and five at North Carolina. I saw the guy play. You know, Boston College made, made him look a little shaky. So uh, <laughs> if that's happening to you, you are not ready for the NFL. Goose, you know what this reminds me a little of is Blaine Gabbert. Remember Blaine Gabbert got all that momentum late, and suddenly he was starting to move up the first round, and you saw what Jacksonville did. It made him, what, the 10th pick of the draft or something? And it, it, it just never worked out. I mean, I, that I really – Jake Lawson, yeah. that whole draft. Guys yeah, got pushed right. up. They shouldn't have been there. But I will say this. Who was the one guy who had those quarterbacks going in the first round? That would be Dr. Data. People I had five. I had Andy Dalton up there, too. I guess I was right and the league was wrong in that one. King yeah, of the well, draft. Are. Hey, he was the Goose, king of the draft. He is and always has been. Uh, Gooseman, since you're the king of the draft, are there more quarterbacks or running backs? And, yeah, I said running backs who would be taken in the first round this year. Could be push. And I think the pendulum is swinging back toward the running back position. I think the NFL uh, has taken note of what Dallas has done in recent years. Becoming a run-first team with NFL rushing champions DeMarco Murray and Ezekiel Elliott winning NFC East crowns as a result. And I think this draft class will become the beneficiary. I can see Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook all becoming first-rounders with Joe Mixon a wild card. You know, he's the most talented of any back in this draft, but also has the most baggage. I don't know, Goose. I still think it's probably quarterbacks because of the shortage of the position makes personal men who know other, who otherwise know better lose their minds. You know, they overreach time and time mm-hmm. again. And you just mentioned several of those instances where it happened. While running backs are now on the endangered species list. That's species, Clark. Species with an S. In case you're going to give me a wise guy. <laughs> I saw the movie. <laughs> um, Gooseman, since you are the Einstein of the draft, who's your first back off the board? Is it Fournette? Yeah, probably he, because of his size. He goes six foot two forty. I think he looks more like Ezekiel Elliott than the other three backs. How about you, Ron? Well, I think it better be Fournette because he just spent thirteen hundred bucks for a pair of black <laughs> sneakers, as I'm sure you did with those green oh. ones with the D's on the side. Wearing them right now as we speak. <laughs> thirteen hundred bucks for sneakers. What a can you spell dope? <laughs> D O never mind. Hey Goose, <laughs> one other question and for both you guys. You mentioned Joe Mixon. Would he be on your board, or would you take him off? I'd have him off. I'm big on character. I think he'll win with character in this league, and I think right. he'll lose with a lack of character. I would not have him on my board. How about you? Yeah, I mean, look, people can make mistakes, uh, but that's not one of the mistakes you can make. You know, punching a girl in the face. Uh, sorry. No can do, my friend, uh, especially in the, pl- in the present uh, climate. So I, I think I'd be a little leery. Yeah. And Ron, just uh, to sort of follow up on this, don't the Patriots have him off their board? <laughs> no, seriously, I think they do. Yeah. Well, I think they do, but you know, the, uh, you know, they've also signed a couple of backs, so it's easy. To yeah, take that's them right. Off the board. That's not right. looking for one. You know? right. Ron, uh, tell me you've seen the Patriots board. Tell me that. I peeked through the. Tell back me, window. Belichick said, "Come on in, Ron. Take a look. What do you think?" <laughs> he did not, but under <laughs> he, cover of darkness, there I was peeking through the window, which was not I as will. good as not as good as I'll tell you a fast draft story. Not as good as the time they were changing <laughs> from the old stadium to the new one. And That's still... the story I was going to ask you to tell. Oh, yeah. And I pick up it. my phone, and there's Coach Belichick trying to make <laughs> trades. <laughs> I had it solid that year. Not a mistake in my reporting. Because <laughs> you were piped in. You're part of the conversation. Right. And then they were mad I didn't report that the phone was 
had a little bit of a bug in it. Hey, sorry, I didn't put it in. <laughs> hey, Gooseman, quickly, who's going to pull the surprise of the first round? I think whatever team trades up to get Patrick Mahomes, the fourth quarterback, somebody's going to want a quarterback after Mahomes is kind of a, an abyss. So I think he'll sneak up in the first. Fourth quarterback and friend of the show. Hey, Ron? Yeah. Yes, we pull the first the, the surprise of this first round. Boy, that's a good question. You know, uh, Cleveland, but I don't. I don't think it's going to be a good thing. I think they're going to <laughs> never do is. Stupid. No. <laughs> well, stay stay tuned because we have more draft info coming up with former executive Upton Bell, the son of the founder of the NFL Draft. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast, but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard, you need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in a higher gear, see a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great, I thought. Uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Hey, Rick Gosselin. Yes, sir. 
You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It, it means I can save a lot of money. I got to get on the phone when I get off here. Very smart man. You got to listen to Rick Goslin. He's Dr. Data, our answer man, and he knows best. Should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago, just like Rick. And you know what? Follow him. Go. Hey, we mentioned that the first NFL draft was held in Philadelphia, and it was, and it was the brainchild of the father of our next guest. That would be Upton Bell, whose father, Burt, was all of him commissioner and who had the idea to level the playing field for NFL teams with a common draft, first held in the Ritz-Carlton in Philadelphia. Upton has been on the show before. He was the Colts personnel director in the 1960s. God, I love those Colts. Before becoming the youngest GM in the league in 1971 when he took over the New England Patriots, also known as Ron's team. Now he's back to talk about his dad in the draft, and we are glad to have him. Upton, hey, thanks for joining us again. It's great to be on on the 80th anniversary of Burt Bell's invention, which is incredible. Well, you know, uh, Upton, uh, your dad owned the Eagles when he convinced his fellow owners in 1935 at the owners' meetings to agree to uh, conduct the first common college draft in sports history the following February. Now, many have claimed that that saved all of professional sports. Do you agree, and why if you do? Well, not only do I agree, but I'm telling you guys for the first time, to me it was football's version of Einstein's theory of relativity. (laughs) Everything changed in the world after Einstein's theory, and everything changed in sports forever. And the funny part of it is it probably wouldn't have come about except in 1933 when he bought the team, he went out, and I don't know how the hell he got out there. He went out to Minnesota to sign a running back linebacker by the name of Stanley Koska, and he kept, Koska kept bidding him up and bidding him up, and he knew that he was going into another room and calling the Brooklyn Dodgers. That was one of the teams in the league. And finally, uh, my father went to $6,500, and Koska said, let me think about it. My father probably got on the wagon train and came back to Philadelphia. (laughs) He said on the way back that that made up his mind that there is no way that the NFL can survive as long as the Redskins, Giants, Packers, and Bears dominated. Nobody else had a chance. And teams were getting wiped out like they did years later in the league. I was in the World Football League. So he said that the only way we will survive is by a common draft. So that's basically where he got the idea. A lot of people don't know that story. It was in 1933, and it finally took him to 35 to convince the owners, the rich, if you want to call it that, that this would be the best way to go. That first draft, as you mentioned, was in February 1936 in a hotel that you became very familiar with. So what's the Bell family connection, and why isn't the NFL going back to that hotel this year? Because it's a pizza parlor, and, <laughs> and, 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 and uh, it's a huge pizza parlor, and uh, it's a big area also owned by, I think, Wawa Dairies. And, oh and an, another thing that people don't know is that actually his father was one of the big, biggest landowners in Philadelphia, and he owned another hotel besides the Ritz-Carlton, which would be the size of people today saw the plaza in New York. It was the Grand Hotel. And uh, he knew that if he invited the owners to his hotel, provided them with drinks, piano, and a blackboard and a separate room, suites, and everything else like that, that they, that they would come. And, and they all did. So that, that's where it was. It was a Philadelphia landmark, by the way, gentlemen. And, of course, today it's a Philadelphia <laughs> pizza parlor. Oh, God, is life good. 
<laughs> pizza parlor. So let me repeat Goose's question. Why aren't they going back? The media would love it. Free food. Free food, uh, exactly. well, well, they do, but they're getting it. And, you know, it's funny where they're holding it. Uh, I, as a kid, because I lived in hotels, I lived in the racket club, I lived everywhere. But I remember as a kid uh, going out and, and, and walking or jogging right up that, that beautiful uh, parkway where it leads up to the uh, museum, the Philadelphia Art Museum, and the Rocky statue, uh, who, by the way, was funded by a friend of Ron's, Jimmy Bins. Yes, sir. So that 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 is that smart. It's historic. I'm sure they'll have a lot of food. Noting the NFL will probably charge the suckers for it. But <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it, the rich. It is it, it is it is the perfect place to have it. Although, if the hotel was still there, it would have been big enough. To hold it, and not only that, uh, for the next 40 or so years, the draft was always held in hotels, and I think the last draft was held in 1960, because I was there a year after my father died at the old Warwick Hotel, which is still there. So that's kind of the background of it. But he also owned the St. James, but my father thought this hotel would be uh, the Ritz much better. In fact, at the time, to just give you a feeling of the atmosphere at the time, Bob Hope, uh, Cesar Romero, all, all of the great performers of that time played that hotel. And, in fact, one of the first times my father was with my mother, she played the Ritz-Carlton roof. So there's a lot of history there. We're speaking with Upton Bell, the son of former commissioner Burt Bell, founder of the NFL Draft on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And, Upton, um, the first draft had nine rounds. And yet your father signed none of the nine players that the Eagles took then. And as a matter of fact, only 31 of the 81, I think it was, drafted players signed that year. What happened? Well, at that, at that time, to, to understand what it was really like, college football, and even to a degree, believe it or not, it wasn't Texas, but high school football was very, very big. People looked down on the pros. Uh, the only thing that kind of saved them was, was when the Chicago Bears uh, went went. Uh, traipsing all over the country with Red Grange, which kind of got people back into the idea that pro football might make it. But people looked down on it. And so most of the people did not sign in the league. One person who became very famous was uh, Bear Bryant of Alabama. Uh, He was drafted very high and uh, decided, as most of them did, that they would would not play in the NFL. Uh, But four of the players, that were drafted, one of them being Danny Fortman, Joe Steidehar, later played with, with the Rams, uh, and, and many of them decided not to play, but they did. But one quick thing, the Steelers, who my father got to come in the league because the both of them could lose money together, uh, actually uh, drafted a player called William Shakespeare uh, because they loved his name. And that's the only reason they drafted him, out of, out of Notre Dame, Shakespeare, and, and they, they called them the Bard of Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> well, Upton, we got about a minute to go. I wanted to ask you one more question. The day after that first draft, there was not one word about it in any Philadelphia newspaper. Was it a secret? And was your dad disappointed about that? And what would he think of today's extravaganza? Well, uh, just quickly, I compared to a gentleman I told Ron this. It was like Jesus being born. The only people showed up were the animals and the shepherd. So <laughs> he, he, he looked at it as that didn't bother him at all. And that's what I made, think made him such a great commissioner. 
Remember, they were in the middle of the Great Depression. Teams were falling like they did in my league, the World Football League. But he saw the future in two areas, the draft and, and the future of pro football in television. He wasn't surprised that nobody came to the party. But that, that was the great beginning. And I honestly believe, and I'll, I'll leave you with this, that without Burt Bell's draft, no league would have made it. Hey, Upton, thanks so much. Thanks for the time. You know what? Thanks for the memories. Thanks for coming by again. Thanks, Thanks Upton. very much. That was Upton Bell, Senate former NFL Commissioner Burt Bell, founder of the NFL Draft. Up next, we're going to hear from former Eagles and Browns executive Joe Banner. This is the Talk of Fame Network. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Respect that stat. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great, I thought. Uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, our next guest knows plenty about Philadelphia. Joe Banner worked with the Eagles from 1995 through 2012, serving as the team's president and oversaw one of the most successful periods in that franchise's history, with the Eagles going to five conference championship games in eight years, including a run of four straight and their first Super Bowl since Dick Vermeil in 1980. Joe, of course, later became CEO of the Cleveland Browns before joining ESPN's front office insiders. And today, well, today he's one of our front office insiders. Hey, Joe, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Just one year in Cleveland. Please make note of that. <laughs> but it seemed like 10. <laughs> it felt long to me, too, but it was only one year. <laughs> okay. Well, first things first. Um, what are your thoughts about the draft coming to Philadelphia? And secondly, most importantly, what are the odds of fans booing the Eagles' first draft pick? 
Well, first of all, I think it's great. You know, the passion here for football is just unbelievable. The energy around it. I happen to be driving by where they set up the draft. It's just a very compelling visual with the art museum, the water. Then Franklin Parkway, which is a major roadway here that's, you know, very long, so you get a great kind of overview. So, you know, the media's fired up here. I mean, the energy's going to be great. So I think bringing it to Philadelphia here is a great move and great for the league and mostly great for the many football fans here. I don't think we're going to see any booing. I think <laughs> you say that in Philadelphia, you always answer that question with a little bit of hesitation, never 100%. But, uh, you know, I think the media is pretty focused on the few possibilities of who the Eagles are likely to pick, and I think they're likely to be people that the uh, public here is pretty fond of and, and likely to be well-received, unlike some of the past moments we've had. <laughs> Joe Clark mentioned you were CEO of the Browns, and they, of course, had the first pick of the 2017 draft. Now, if you don't have a quarterback, which the Browns don't, how much pressure is it to come up with a quarterback at some point in the first round? Well, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, I think almost everybody recognizes you can get better than they are. You can get moderately competitive. But you can't really build a team that's going to go anywhere and become a serious competitor uh, without getting a quarterback that's at least a solid starter. I mean, I would shoot for more. You saw, you know, when we drafted McNabb, there were five quarterbacks there. Some people thought we should take Ricky Williams. Some of us thought Edgar and James was actually the best running back. You see what we did when we picked up Michael Vick. You see what the Eagles just did to get wins. Clearly the philosophy in Philadelphia was, you know, let's get the quarterback first. This is the hardest, most important thing to get. But, that said, you cannot force a pick. You cannot take a first-round pick if you're trying to build a team and force it. Now, you don't have to pick, in my opinion, your highest-rated guy if the guy a little bit below is a quarterback that you think is good enough to win with. But they've got to be very, very careful here. I mean, last year they bypassed a quarterback that looks like he's going to be excellent. They can't do the flip of that now just because they get too anxious. What about 12, Joe? They have the 12 You know, it depends too. who's there. I mean, the, the, see, I always ask, I ask, I think the question for a quarterback is different than any other player. Any other player, it's what's the grade, how high is that, how was that project to what he's going to be in the future. For me, the question of a quarterback is not about his grade. Can he be a quality starter on a team that can go deep in the playoffs and eventually be a, a competitor for the Super Bowl? If the answer to that is yes, I don't care if you pick one, twelve, fifty. If your scouts and your coaches say the answer to that is yes, and you don't have a quarterback and you don't pick him, You've made a huge mistake. So the question for me is a little bit different than just, you know, who's got the highest grade or how big a gap is there between this player and the quarterback. The question for the quarterback is if he's good enough to take you a long way and you don't have one, don't make the mistake of passing. You don't know what the future holds. I mean, a year ago we thought this was going to be a pretty good quarterback draft. It turned out to not be the case. Right now next year looks like a good quarterback draft, but we really don't know what we're going to think a year from now. So if you have a guy there, and you can answer the question, yes, will he be a quality starter capable of taking me deep into the playoffs? Just pick him. Don't get complicated about it. Well, it seems like the consensus uh, guy, Garrett, that's what most people are saying, is the first guy to go, and, and other than Warren Sapp, who says he's a lazy bum, and he should know something about lazy bums. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, other, other than him, Joe, everybody seems to be, uh, you know, over the moon uh, on this guy. Uh, who's right, uh, everybody else or Warren Sapp? Well, you know, I actually was asked this and tweeted about it earlier. I mean, Warren is completely wrong on the way he describes this guy's talent. You know, he describes a guy that occasionally jumps up and makes a play and in between nothing happens. That's crazy. This is an extremely talented player. And he also describes him as lazy, which I would disagree with completely. But I do think 
there were stretches in games, not like just a play where you're catching your breath. Well, you don't see the kind of effort that you see from some of these really relentless, you know, scouts call them high-motor guys. So I'm 90% away from Warren. But he is speaking a little accuracy to bring up the question of just how, you know, nonstop is this guy's motor. He played injured this year. Maybe that caused him to rest a little bit more. But to be questioning the talent and the upside of this guy, that's just very misguided. He's got an exceptional amount of talent a guy you'd love to have on your team. You just want to make sure he's fully in love with the game and going to give you everything he's got. Warren Sapp, misguided? Come on, Joe. (laughs) Yeah, who would think? (laughs) Stunner. (laughs) We're speaking with former Philadelphia and Cleveland Browns executive Joe Banner on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at talkoffamenet. And, Joe, uh, I I want to ask you about the Browns. Um, There's talk about, you know, Garrett, as as Ron mentioned, being the the slam dunk guy, but they're saying that the coach – wants one guy, meaning Garrett, and the owner wants another guy, the quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. From what you know of that organization, are those reports credible, or is that more just classic smoke and fire? You know, I'm a little suspect that that's really the case. I mean, what I hear and still have some connections there is that they're pretty firmly committed to Garrett. I think the owner and everybody there is anxious to find a quarterback they feel good about. I don't really see a scenario I do think he had some involvement in the Menzel pick. I don't know the degree. I think he learned a lesson from that. You know, when I was with him, um, you know, I could say good things and bad things, but I did not see somebody that was running in with general managers and personnel department and coach and just, you know, outright overruling them. I mean, he has an opinion. He'll ask questions. You know, you can kind of tell what he wants, and people who work for teams want to keep the job. They're influenced by that sometimes more than owners realize. I would expect that the uh, coach and the uh, Sashi Brown and those guys will determine the pick, and I personally will be shocked if it's not Garrett. Joe, the Browns, of course, have taken Tim Couch, Charlie Fry, Brady Quinn, Colt McCoy, Johnny Manziel, and Brandon Whedon. <laughs> Should they be gun-shy about drafting a quarterback? By the way, that's only a partial list, I'm sure. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's the bad news. <laughs> <laughs> trying to touch all the bases here. <laughs> that's just a very recent... Uh, uh, they can't be. They've got to walk in that room. They've got to compartmentalize the moment, and they cannot be influenced by that. They just have to have the purity of the grade, the degree of confidence and enthusiasm, and then trust themselves and make the pick. I mean, the last thing they can do, and maybe this is what happened last year, is to be afraid of making a wrong pick on a quarterback. They can't do that. They'll be stuck getting better and hoping to get to 7-9 and nine forever if they get stuck by that. So, Possibly the case, but a huge mistake if they let that happen. Of course, you were with the Eagles uh, when they drafted Donovan McNabb and the Browns took Tim Couch. A sort of two-part question. One, how much debate, if any, internally did you have at that time between those two guys uh, prior to the draft? And B, uh, uh, Donovan is now Hall of Fame eligible. Would you tell us as voters to vote for Donovan McNabb for the Hall of Fame? So my first answer is we did not have a lot of debate. We actually had Donovan as top-rated quarterback in that group. We had Culpepper a bit behind as the second-rated guy in that group. So we didn't have a big debate about Couch versus McNabb. If we'd had the first pick, we would have picked McNabb as well. Uh, we actually had good grades on all five of those quarterbacks. As they said, it's all, always a little bit of element of luck, but we did have uh, Donovan first. Um, I don't have a vote. I just have a huge bias, and I love Donovan, and he did great things for us, and it was a pleasure being with him, and I'd love to see him get in the Hall of Fame, but that's uh, my very bias of you not sitting in your seat with a vote. I will tell you something very ironic. I had an appointment with a doctor this morning, 
that I'd never seen before, and in the course of the appointment told me uh, that she lived next door to Terrell Owens in New Jersey and saw the whole, you know, pumping the iron scene <laughs> in the driveway. <laughs> I'm like, what are the chances of this? The doctor's office who lived next to T.O. in New Jersey. Hey, Joe. Hall of Fame, that was my touch today. Sure. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the story. And you know what? You're in our Hall of Fame. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Thanks, Joe. Great talking to you. Thanks, Joe. Bye. Take care. That was Joe Banner. Up next, Dr. Data with why Cleveland should be careful with its next quarterback choice. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less than chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life. And so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. Scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. You know what doesn't make sense? If a car is called a horseless carriage... Why isn't a motorcycle called a horseless horse? Hmm. Maybe it would just be adding insult to injury for the out-of-work horses. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Respect that stat. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Well, this is the Talk of Fame Network, and the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, uh, before we get to Dr. Data, we wanted to mention the passing of former Chicago Bears running back Eddie Macon, who died this week at the age of 90 after a short illness. If you haven't heard of him, I understand, but you probably should have because he was the Bears' first African-American player, second-round draft pick in 1952, who left in 54 for the CFL. Then he returned years later for a one-year stint with the AFL Oakland Raiders with Ron covering him. <laughs> like a blanket. <laughs> Gentlemen, if you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, you don't have a chance. The Cleveland Browns understand that. They've been looking. They just haven't been finding. In the 18 drafts since the franchise was restored in 1999, 
The Browns have drafted nine quarterbacks, including four with first-round picks. Yet no team in the NFL has a worse quarterback situation right now than the Browns. They cut their incumbent starter Josh McCown this offseason and traded for another quarterback they didn't even want in Brock Osweiler. Their opening day started this September is likely to come from the 2017 draft where yet another first-round pick figures to be invested in the quarterback position. The Browns own two first-rounders, the first and 12th overall picks, and likely would look for their passer at 12, if not sooner, on a trade-up. The Browns used the first overall pick of the 1999 NFL draft on Tim Couch. He wasn't the answer. Neither was Brady Quinn, Brandon Whedon, or Johnny Manziel, Cleveland's other first-round selections at the position. The Browns tried and failed in the third round with Charlie Fry and Colt McCoy. And both Luke McCown with a fourth-round pick and Spare John Wynn with a sixth-rounder had unsuccessful spins as starters as well. So is North Carolina's Mitch Trubisky the answer? He's from Ohio and lists the Browns as his favorite NFL team. He'd be a popular local choice at 12 who could walk in the shoes of Bernie Kosar, another local product who returned home to play. But what if he's gone? Will the Browns draft one of the Deshaun's, either Watson at Clemson or Kaiser at Notre Dame? Draft day is all about selling hope, telling your fans you found your franchise quarterback. Right now the Browns are 0-9 as salesmen. Sooner or later, they will have to hit on one of these quarterbacks. They'll take another swing this week. Well, Dr. Data, uh, Cleveland at the draft board is like Shaquille O'Neal at the foul line. <laughs> Having said that, Not which good. miss was the worst? <laughs> Tim Couch over Donovan McNabb in 99 or Spurgeon Wynn over Tom Brady in the sixth round of the 2000 draft? Easy run. The world missed on Brady. Only the Browns missed on McNabb. So I'd say McNabb. The world missed on Brady, and so the commissioner missed on Brady. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Guilty. Hey, Goose, Goose Man, I've got a question here. Listen, in Cleveland, there have been, oh, uh, a zillion different coaches, a, a zillion different GMs, and there have been three different owners since that team returned to the NFL. So who's to blame here? I mean, what's going on? Who's to blame? What's, what's in the water there? Paul Brown had a great career there when he had a franchise quarterback. Find a quarterback, everybody gets job security. Well, that's the signal that we're that much closer to the start of the NFL draft. So, Derek, let's get the clock started. It's the two-minute drill, and we're in a hurry. Cleveland's Joe Thomas says no prospect should be penalized for a diluted sample. What do you say? If that's the case, why even test for drugs? Joe Thomas needs to worry about his quarterback, not somebody's diluted sample. They got diluted QBs. <laughs> the NFL says the draft will generate $80 million in revenue for Philadelphia. Will it? Not without the talk of fame network and our ex travel expense accounts. I got to tell you, that's a lot of steak and cheese, so I don't think so. <laughs> Bigger upset. Adrian Peterson in with New Orleans or Heather Morris out at Dancing with the Stars? Heather Morris out Dancing with the Stars. We knew Peterson would be there next week. The people have spoken on Heather's rumba. As for Adrian's marching on the Saints, time will tell. Speaking of Adrian Peterson, what's the over-under in AP's yards in the season opener in Minnesota? Over 100, and if he had his way, be over 1,000. Under 100 and maybe under the bench. Hey, Gooseman, why is there a greater chance of the New Jersey Devils winning the Stanley Cup than the Browns hitting on the quarterback? There's not. The Browns have two chances in 2017. New Jersey's next chance is in 2018. <laughs> because New Jersey can skate, but the Browns are always on thin ice. 
49ers GM John Lynch says he'll consider a quarterback. Yes, a quarterback with the second pick. Your advice to him? Friend of the show, Patrick Mahomes. Here's my advice. Remember how you played safety. Don't reach. Just make the smart play. Deshaun Kaiser? Kaiser Soche? Or Kaiser Wilhelm? Kaiser Automobiles. Wow. Guys are aluminum. If you need siding, give them a call. Uh, we haven't mentioned the schedule, guys. Uh, that was released last week. So what's your first take? The Cowboys are on TV more often than I Love Lucy reruns. My take is the same every year. Games will be played each Sunday this fall. Stunner. How is it that the Browns and Jags are the only teams that don't have short weeks? That's a reward for having to endure some very long seasons of late. Actually, it's a reality that they have trouble winning on long weeks. Tougher opponent, United or American Airlines? United. They work as a tag team with the cops. <laughs> United. You fly them and you need dental surgery. <laughs> Who are you going to believe, guys? Chris Christie or Eli Manning? Archie Manning. Father knows best. Archie and Betty. <laughs> Adrian Peterson or Marshawn Lynch? Adrian Peterson. He wants to play. I can't say the same for Marshawn Lynch. Sorry, Marshawn Lynch. Rather go beast mode than batty. We'd like to thank Vince Papali, Joe Banner, Upton Bell, and Les Bowen for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website. That'd be talkoffamenetwork.com or dial us up on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, you can find us on this station and at this time next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be too. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. This is Jason Taylor, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Neanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. You know what doesn't make sense? If a car is called a horseless carriage, why isn't a motorcycle called a horseless horse? Hmm. Maybe it would just be adding insult to injury for the out-of-work horses. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Respect that stat. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in. And now for a limited time, just go to MyPillow.com, click the radio listener special tab, and use promo code SKY to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go-anywhere travel pillows all for 50% off and free shipping. That's MyPillow.com promo code SKY or call 1-800-635-1825 1-800-635-1825 